Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Eye on the Hill 2023. Special coverage with David Dijanovic. Let's talk about who we're hunting. I'm curious to know from the state senator we're going to interview in just a moment if this new legislation will allow for open season. Because I'm reading that anyone with a hunting license will be able to hunt cougars year-round if the governor signs this new bill into law. Uh, some animal activists, um, wildlife act- wildlife activists don't like this idea. We're also going to speak to them in a few minutes as well. So we're going to hear both sides of this issue. First of all, pop culture has completely and totally ruined the term cougar for me. Every time I say cougar, I just chuckle. So I'm going to try to have a very serious conversation here. But do you have any idea how many cougars I, roam around for, Utah? It's, it, I, I think it's probably a lot more than I thought before the invention of the ring doorbell, where people seem to catch the cats, uh, you know, midstream, kind of like walking through their patios or in their backyards, maybe looking for cat food. Yeah. Okay. Me? So the DWR. Division of Wildlife Resources, Mm -hmm. estimates that in Utah there are 2,700 adult cougars. That is West High School. If you look around in those entire, that that hall is just packed full of students. Imagine that is a bunch of cougars packed 30 deep in every classroom. Mm -hmm. That's how many cougars we have in, in the halls of Utah. Senator Scott Sandel, good morning. Good morning. Glad to be with you. Well, we're glad to have you. And I want to let our listeners know, I'm going to beg them to stay through the next 30 minutes of discussions because we're actually going to take live phone calls from our listeners to see what they think of this proposal um, and what and your pitch as well. So tell us why why you think this needs to happen where anybody who has a hunting permit, a hunting license, can now kill a cougar if they need to? Yeah, so um, right now we have a harvest strategy with, uh, with cougars that basically says you can buy a tag from the DWR and you can hunt a cougar during certain seasons. And they set a number of places where uh, cougar harvest is more or less, depending on what they think. Uh. This strategy has not helped, I don't think, with when you've got a a top-of-the-food-chain predator and you just continue to see that 
predator increase in numbers across the state. It's been, just like you said, on ring doorbells, we have seen way more interface between cougars and neighborhoods, pets, in our livestock industry, our deer populations. An adult cougar is estimated to harvest one deer per week for uh, its lifetime. So multiply out your 2,700 adults and times that by 50, and you get the amount of pressure that we have on our deer herd. And this bill is not intended to, in any way, shape, or form, eliminate cougars. It's a different strategy to get a management around this picture that we're seeing from this predator. Well, do, doing some of that quick math, uh, that's 140,000 deer or elk that are being killed and eaten uh, by cougars. So what's the right number? If it's not 2,700, what's, what's an appropriate level? Because I think the argument is when it comes to apex predators and the food chain, circle, circle of life stuff, that it all kind of regulates itself. It, it does, but the only way you're going to regulate that with a cougar is starvation. And so once a, once a, if you get enough cougars that eventually they, they're, they're starving, you will see them move into other areas and start to, to harvest uh, pets off of porches, you, uh, livestock. Those things will just be part of what the food chain is because there's, there's no other way that those cougars – eventually control themselves. We're talking to Senator Scott Sandel. Um, he worked on legislation this legislative session to allow anybody who has a hunting license to kill a cougar. Um, okay, so I need to get into the nitty-gritty on this with you, Senator. Give, like, for example, I do a lot of running and a lot of hiking, um, but let's talk about running on for city streets. My running route, I happen to bump into a cougar. I haven't yet. Do I worry about it? Sometimes I do, depending on where I'm running. Um, would I, If I had a hunting license, would I be able to shoot a cougar right there? I mean, I don't know if I'm like running. I'm not, I don't run with a rifle. I'll just put that out there. But what, <laughs> would I be allowed to or would this be, would I be in violation of the law because it's not up in, for example, a canyon somewhere? Well, the, the rules will still apply for discharge of a firearm in neighborhoods. Uh, that, that rule did not change. So you would be subject to whatever your local ordinance was as far as when you could discharge a firearm or harvest a cougar. Uh, let me tell you, cougars would now be in the same category as, as say, a fox, um, not quite to where we deal with coyotes, but you're going you you're not going to be able to shoot a cougar out the window of your vehicle you're not going to be able to shoot a cougar across the roadway all of those things are are pro- prohibited in hunt regulations so in in a way no you're not going to be able to okay. sit, shoot that cougar in your neighborhood senator i have i have two questions number one have you ever been cougar hunting and i num- have you have did you get one? i have did you get one uh yeah yeah, we uh, well, years ago we uh, we harvested a, a tomcat. Okay, so um, what do you say to the criticism that this is just hunters that want easier access? 
uh, to the thrill of hunting cougars, or perhaps that by reducing the population uh, of cougars in Utah, that it it improves the mule deer, for example? I think there's a direct correlation between our mule deer population and our increase our decrease in mule deer and our increase in cougars. I don't think there's any doubt about that. We've also seen an increase in our depredation in our livestock. Um, there's a different lens here that people don't see when you talk about harvesting a cougar and what you'll see when a cougar moves into a herd of sheep and maybe kills 15 or 20 of them in a night um, and only, only eats one of them. Uh, there's, there's a lot more here that plays out. I've had people that say, oh, you're going to orphan cougar cubs. And I'm like, well, my lens looks at it and say I've just orphaned a whole bunch of, of lambs uh, or, or fawns. Those, those things all play out as well. And I think it's trying to find a balance. And the current management strategy just is not, is not harvesting uh, an appropriate amount of cougars to, to help balance this. Sorry, I don't know if I pinned you down on on the number. Do we do we have a number of cougars? How how many should we have in Utah? What's the healthiest number? Well, if if you look at what an adult cougar will range, uh, say in a ten mile square range, they will push any other cougar out of that range, given the chance. And so you're going to spread those cougars as as they mature. You're going to condense them. You're going to put them into ranges where you typically have not ever seen them. And so at uh, 2,700, I don't know if half is that, is that correct amount, but I would, I would certainly say that it's less than 2,700 by, by a, quite a ways. Hmm. Well, we appreciate you joining us, Senator Scott Sandel. All right, straight ahead, we're going to get the flip side of the debate. Um, the Western Wildlife Conservancy is calling on the governor to veto this legislation they're going to give us their pitch for why they want the governor to say no to cougar hunting. Eye on the Hill 2023. Special coverage with David DeGenevic. Continuing our conversation about a new proposal coming out of this year's legislative session that will make it possible to hunt cougars year-round and you don't need a special tag for it. It, you just need your, your hunting license. A wildlife group wants the governor to veto it, Dave, and we're going to get that group on the line in just a matter of seconds. And just to be clear, this is not going to turn into the wild, wild west. Every time you see a cougar, you can just pull out your gun. You know, same hunting, hunter safety guidelines are, are in play, but it does. It opens up, instead of narrowing down cougar hunting to uh, a few months, then you can do it year around. And then and I think... Uh, you're looking at 2,700 cougars right now in Utah, and apex predator. That's the only way you're going to reduce the population, right? Top, is through hunting. Top of the food chain, Senator Scott Sandal telling us just moments ago why we need this legislation. Just like you said on ring doorbells, we have seen way more interface between cougars and neighborhoods, pets in our livestock industry, our deer populations. An adult cougar is estimated to harvest one deer per week. Joining us right now is Kirk Robinson with the Western Wildlife Conservancy, uh, calling on Governor Cox to veto the bill over this year-round cougar 
hunting provision. Uh, Kirk, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Good morning. Okay, walk us through this. Why why is your group against this? Well, um, for three reasons. One, it was it was done deceptively, deliberately, um, orchestrated to deceive the public and to exclude public input. Two, the science there is no science behind it. I heard some of the claims just made. Um, I disagree with those. I read the science studies all the time. Um, and third, it's cruel. There's no need for it. Um, and it, it means orphaning kittens, which die of starvation or predation. And if uh, neck snares are allowed in trapping, it's a slow, cruel death for a lion that's caught in them because the, the snares tighten up and they strangle to death. Um, so that's, that's the sum of it right there. Joining us right now is Kirk Robinson with Western Wildlife Conservancy. Uh, let me let me take through some of that. Um, when you're talking about the the cruelty of hunting, is there any kind of hunting that you support, or is this um, does this kind of include all hunting? No, my organization has never been anti-hunting ever. Um, we are opposed to certain kinds of hunting and certain hunting um, programs for, for different reasons, depending on the case. Um, there is no real need to hunt cougars. That's one of the false premises underlying comments that were previously made by people on your show. There is no need to do it in a general hunt. Occasionally, there is a, it becomes a problem. And then the solution is to remove that cougar. But um, there's quite a lot of science in the last 15 or 20 years to show that by heavily hunting the cougar population, you actually tend to increase the number of conflicts with humans, including more cougars in urban areas, more conflicts with humans, more predation on livestock, etc. Evidently, the people that support this don't read the literature or don't care. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. That's a provable fact. Kurt Robinson is with the Wild Western Wildlife Conservancy, calling on Governor Cox to veto legislation over year-round cougar hunting, uh, where 
hunters would need um, a special permit to hunt the cougar. The lawmaker behind this proposal just called the show moments ago, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to respond to the statement that he he made regarding. Um, interactions and interface with cougars and humans. Just like you said, on ring doorbells, we have seen way more interface between cougars and neighborhoods, pets, in our livestock industry, our deer populations. An adult cougar is estimated to harvest one deer per week for uh, its lifetime. So multiply out your 2,700 adults, and times that by 50, and you get the amount of pressure that we have on our deer herd. And this bill is not intended to, in any way, shape, or form, eliminate cougars. It doesn't want to eliminate cougars, but also is concerned that the cougars are eliminating, for example, you know, um, what he said, with fawns, uh, because their mothers are being killed or uh, orphaning other livestock uh, because... Uh, they're they're getting into these herds and and slaughtering. He said maybe fifteen or twenty a night in some cases, or eat, you know harvesting them. So what what's the balance and and what is your response to the senator saying uh, and, uh, what he said in support of his legislation, Kurt? Well, I just gave part of the response. The science uh, tells us that you're more likely to have cougars showing up on doorstops if you engage in heavy uh, killing of the population. There are reasons for that that are pretty clear and understandable if you know the science. Unfortunately, uh, Senator Sandel doesn't know the science. Well, explain because uh, that it doesn't make. Why? Why would they come down? If you thin out because the herd, why would they come down here? Okay. Uh, the reason is that in an unhunted population of cougars the number one cause of mortality to cougars is other cougars. And what typically happens is after um, maybe 18 months to two years, a mother will out its, uh, you know, its offspring, make them leave her home range. And the males in particular then wander and search for a home range of their own. This typically means they have to fight with a dominant male. And more often than not, they're killed. And, um, also, the males will sometimes kill the kittens of females they have not bred with so that she will go into estrus again and he can breed with her. And so the, the population is self-regulating. But when you remove those, quote, trophy toms, which the trophy hunters want to kill, that whole system is broken down, and you suddenly have a lot more juveniles, um, both male and female, and not enough home ranges to accommodate them all, and they haven't learned to hunt successfully or where to find food. So they're wandering all over the place, and some of them naturally leave uh, where they have been living. And, for example, a cougar might look across the valley from the Wasatch to the Oakers and head out in that direction. That's natural. They don't know what they're getting into. Uh, and then they might end up very hungry and kill a pet. Um, it's worth noting in this connection that there are no uh, well-documented cases of cougar attacks on people in Utah. So uh, we don't really have a, dem- a demonstrable problem on that score. 
Um, Sandals just making all that up or he's repeating what somebody told him. And that's a real shame. And I have to say one more thing here that um, about deer. Um, the number of uh, deer killed by cougars is exaggerated. Once again, it's more like maybe 35 or 40 for a male. Um, uh, it depends on the, on the case, on what kind of a food is available, because cougars don't only eat deer. A female with young kittens kills more deer, more prey than any other cougar because she's got more mouths to feed. Yeah, and then, but, and I think, sorry, we're out of time here, but you're still looking at well over 100,000 uh, with the current population. Um, you know, again, circle of life, I, I don't know if I super care, you know, how many they kill. You know, we want to make sure that it's a balance, I understand. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's an interesting conversation to have. We appreciate the senator for joining us last segment. We appreciate Kirk Robinson with the Western Wildlife Conservancy joining us as well. It's got me thinking about a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. I don't know much about cougars, yeah. but this is this is well, interesting. Let's let's uh, let's take phone calls. 801-575-TALK. Hopefully you stuck around. You've got both sides of this issue. Maybe you're a hunter and you think this is the best thing in the world. Maybe you just love cats and you think this is the worst thing in the world. Weigh in. 801-575-TALK. Eye on the Hill 2023. Special coverage with David Dijanovic. I was in the control room just moments ago, and the phone lines are absolutely ringing off the hook. Do not go anywhere to all of our callers. We're going to get to as many as we can. Lots of people wanting to weigh in on this new legislation uh, that a wildlife conservative group, conservancy group has asked the governor to veto. It has to do with hunting cougars year-round as long as you have a hunting license. Yeah, we want to hear from you. 801-575-TALK. Let's just jump right out to the phone lines. Douglas and Murray, what do you know about cougars? Well, thanks for uh, the opportunity to talk about this. You bet. I've, I've hunted in Utah for over 50 years, and I've watched the decline in the deer populations, and I've watched the increase in signs in cougar populations. But I've only seen one cougar alive in all that time. The thing is, cougars are very secretive, so you don't see them. You can see the signs, you can see the scat, you can see the tracks. And i got to commend the wildlife biologists because these guys are out there actually looking at the populations, actually physically in the field, observing what the populations are doing, both with the cougars and the deer. And what's not being mentioned is the other game mammals, especially the bighorn sheep that have succumbed, a lot of cougar killings and the other thing the cougars they actually kill for sport uh, you heard the state representative talk about cougars that will go out through a sheep herd and in the period of the night they will kill 12 15 16 sheep lambs whatever indiscriminately and they might eat just one D- doug so i, I just, think this can... bill is actually good okay i was going to ask you are you supporting do you want governor cox to sign it I, yes, I believe he should sign this for the health of the entire wildlife population and not be focused on just one animal or the other because it is. They are opportunistic killers, and they do kill for fun, but without any kind of control, the only predator they have is starvation or man. Let's keep going down the phone call list. Don from Layton, good morning. Do you want Governor Cox to sign the legislation or veto it? I got to go with a veto on this one, and that's not because I'm an animal lover. Hey, 
why don't we, if we're going to have to control the population, why can't DWR do it instead of giving it to a bunch of overzealous, testosterone-driven males who just want a trophy case? What? Thanks for your call, uh, Don. Um, let's keep going down this line. Andrew from it looks like Eagle Mountain. Are you living in Eagle Mountain, Andrew? I got I got Eagle here on this on the <laughs> on my notes. Yeah, yeah, I'm out in Eagle Mountain. You see cougars out the there? No, not hardly. Well, up west Pole Canyon, yeah, they they do have them, but I'm uh, I've I've been hunting lions, bears for most of my adult life, and I think the bill is just absolutely asinine. I think that the uh, I think the DNR uses this as a you know as, as a method of control, but ultimately it's it, it's been the drought that's had the most uh, substantial effect mm. on the deer populations. It's not the lions, and that senator he's. He's just a bonehead. He don't have no proof. It's all baseless, in my opinion. They've hammered those cats. Thank, thanks for the phone call. Um, I'm just going to flag that comment. I actually thought uh, he brought some great information to the conversation, things that I didn't know about. Um, and But I do also appreciate... Uh, the wildlife uh, folks that we had on the air as well and their perspective. I'm torn on this. I'm also not a hunter. Uh, I also don't want to be hunted (laughs) by a cougar. But I I don't think I've ever encountered one either, uh, much to what, like, speaks to what Douglas was talking about when he called the show just moments ago. They, if they've seen me, I haven't seen them. Dave, we've got lots more phone calls. Devin in South Jordan. Devin. What do you think about the yes, big cats? Uh, I uh, agree with the legislation. I think the the governor should sign it. I have family property up in uh, Cache Valley where we uh, lease out the property for grazing. And three years ago, we started cougars up there. And they took a cow. Uh, they don't just eat the whole animal and part it out. They dig in and eat some of the uh, in some of the um, innards of the cow of the cow, and then leave the rest to rot. Uh, last that was three years ago. Last year there was five cougars up there, and so and there's deer and elk and, and other things up there. But I think the uh, guy opposing the legislation is accurate in saying that you should follow the science. My situation, where cougars are, seem to be coming on the rise, is only anecdotal, and the people who have the science are the the Department of Natural Resources. They check the deer population. I mean, normally up there, we have uh, a foot of snow. Up there now, there's over four feet of snow, and the deer are starving. One of the other adjoints and property owners called me and said the DNR called them, and they want to go up there and feed them some pellets to keep them from starving to death. So the DNR knows what's going on. I called them up to ask about control of the deer population. They knew exactly what was going on on my exact property. They watch it. If they're in support of it, the governor should sign it. Yeah, and I think the question is how much, you know, what's the right number? And and we're having a hard time coming up with that number. Um, there's not an easy number that that we've come to because for population uh, for population. What's the is okay. it twenty seven hundred? Is that the right number? Mm-hmm. Is it forty five hundred? Could you know what can Utah handle? Um, and that's a tough number to come up with. I want to take one more phone call, Dave. We've got one more caller on the line. Larry, come into the conversation with us, but just let me uh, let our listeners know who are just jumping in the car, maybe heading out for a morning break <laughs> from work. Uh, we are talking about, obviously, what has now come to my attention is quite controversial piece of legislation that passed um, the Utah House and the Senate 
and it awaits the governor's signature. There is a wildlife uh, group that is calling for him to veto it, and it has to do with this. Uh, Open season on cougar hunting. You will no longer need a permit to hunt cougars. If you have a hunting license that qualifies you to shoot a cougar, the lawmaker who joined the show said that's to control the population. Dave, you pointed out that population number right now stands at 2,700. Yeah, according to the Division of Wildlife Resources. Larry, final call. Larry, what do you think? Well, since there's so much snow, they're starving to death anyway, and the cougars can take care of a lot of that. But uh, I've got a nephew that's a trophy hunter, and he's killed cougars, and you don't eat them. It's just it's just that he's a trophy hunter, yeah. and he, he has all these damn trophies, you know. I don't believe in killing animals for nothing, and uh, the cougars... You know, they've got lives to live. They've got kids or babies to raise. They'll starve to death. Uh, the sheep herders have Great Pyrenees dogs that two of them can kill a cougar. Or one, of them def- one of them will definitely drive it off. But they have those big white Spanish. They're from Spain, Great Pyrenees. They're about 200 pounds each a piece. And uh, it's just wrong, you know. I mean, if they're feeding them, the VNR is feeding them, uh, that means there's too many deer. So anyway... Well, thank you. Thank you for the phone call, and we appreciate This is not something that I'm really – I have a strong feeling one way or the other, Debbie. I'm not a, I'm not a big hunter. I don't understand the population, but um, it, it's a – there's no question. If you're hunting a cat, it's not to feed your family. It is, it is trophy hunting. But they are also apex predators. It's not like they're being hunted on – they fight for territory themselves. What's the right number? I have to turn it over to you know the experts in the state. We'll watch that legislation. We'll see what happens to it and report back because clearly a lot of people care about this. Thank you so much for lighting up our phone lines. It's amazing to talk to all of our listeners about this uh, hot button issue. Straight ahead, we just had two Americans who were kidnapped, uh, killed. Uh, The two survived. Uh, They were driving down into Mexico for, I've heard, anywhere from a bummy lift uh, to a tummy tuck. At any rate, it turned horrific for them immediately after they crossed the border. So we're going to explore this question. Is it safe to travel to Mexico? Spring break? Summer vacations? We're going to take a look, a deep dive into that and also offer some important safety tips. Here's one I'll give you. Like, do you know when you can or shouldn't use the ATM in Mexico? That's next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless, and I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.